finding properties, REOs, or foreclosures, otherwise known as real estate owned, REO. And real estate owned is when a bank takes a property back for the debt service, you know, the lien on the property um, in which the borrower is in default. Now, REOs got really, really popular back in 2008, 2009. I mean, we go through these, um, there's REOs every year in every county and every city across the United States. But, you know, REOs got really popular during the, um, during the crash. And now we're drying up. As of 2014, there's not a lot of them on the market. Uh, but there's always some. There's always going to be your uh, borrowers who go into default. So there's always going to be REOs available or foreclosures available. Uh, just to give you an example, you know, I purchased, geez, I think just this last, in the last few months, I purchased a handful of them. <laughs> and there's not many left, but they're still, <laughs> they're still out there. Uh, we're making, you know, four or five offers uh, a day on probably REO properties right now. Uh, even though that the inventory, the shadow inventory, is definitely dry, drying up. Um, so REOs are a great way uh, to get discount property. I mean, uh, the banks, you know, they are not in the business of owning real estate. So they will sell you that uh, th that property at a, at a good discount. Now, a lot of people, uh, you know, are like, Todd, I, you know, these REOs are expensive. And my response to that is just because it's an REO or a foreclosure does not mean that property is going to be cheap. That, that in and of itself does not do you uh, a whole lot of good. Like I said, the bank is interested in selling their property just like a homeowner is. But if they can get top dollar for it, the bank isn't stupid. They will. And the bank usually does a BPO, which is a broker price opinion, on the property, and/or you know it has an appraisal done on the property, so uh, or an opinion of value by an appraiser, so uh, an appraisal, uh, just so that they know what the list price is going to be. A lot of times they'll do a BPO from a broker or two, or you know, and then also do an appraisal so that they really kind of hone in on what that value is. So REO by and in and of itself does not make it a deal. But what I'm saying is, is usually an REO is a distressed property in the sense that it's been damaged. Uh, it needs renovations. Um, you know, when a homeowner goes into default, they're not taking the best care of these properties, right? Uh, a lot of times they'll, you know, tear out the cabinets. They'll tear out the toilet. It always reminds me of that. Uh, there's a Chevy Chase movie. And I forget which one it is, but uh, they joke about how they're going to take everything. I think it's just Chevy Chase or Steve Martin. And they, you know, he comes out and he, he's buying a house for his family. And the, uh, the people are walking through and they're joking like, yeah, we're going to take the kitchen and we're going to take the appliances and we're going to take the cabinets. And then he, him and his wife and his kids show up. You know, they, they took the pool. They tore the pool right out of the ground. They took all the cabinets, the sinks, the toilets. I mean, the whole place is literally in shambles. Because these people took everything, even that even things that were bolted down. So that's kind of you know my my thoughts on foreclosures. I mean, most of them are you know these homeowners just strip them, uh, you know, or they uh, or they just 
don't care. They paint on the walls and they graffiti and they kick in the doors. So, needless to say, they end up needing, you know, some major renovations, uh, aesthetic and sometimes structural. So they can be extremely good deals uh, in those cases. And uh, like I said, the bank is interested in selling them and selling them fast. They have to keep, uh, you know, seven to ten times the money on hand that these foreclo- you know, foreclosures um, are valued. So a bad asset on their books, something, you know, the... Uh, an asset that is not performing, they need to get off the books as quickly as possible uh, in order for it not to uh, taint the rest of their portfolio, uh, their positive assets, their positive deal making. Because they get, you know, they're audited by the FDIC and, uh, you know, they're audited as a bank and graded. So they want to get those off the books. So foreclosures, great way to go. Banks, very motivated sellers. Uh, but they are not going to just give you the property. If it, if it's a property, and I've seen these too, I've seen foreclosures that are in great shape, and they're in great areas, and they sell at a great price. And they're just, they are not deals for me. But and then I've bought foreclosures. Uh, just to give you an example, I bought a foreclosure here just recently for three hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Uh, that is valued to seven hundred thousand dollars, and needs like twenty five thousand in rehab. So fifty cents on the dollar, you know, all day long. So foreclosures, amazing, amazing. Back in two thousand eight and two thousand nine, uh, as of this this podcast is two thousand fourteen. Uh, but this this always goes. I mean, foreclosure always going to be you know good deal. There's always going to be opportunity in the foreclosure market for investors. There just is. There always has been and always will be. And there's always going to be foreclosures. Um, Whether it be like the mad rush of 2008, 2009, when I would walk in and literally uh, put an offer in on, you know, a dozen properties and get seven or eight of them, uh, you know, these foreclosures. And, you know, it was just a foreclosure frenzy. I mean, I remember there was so many foreclosures that I could buy 10 properties a month without even blinking or batting an eye. It was just easy. There were just so many of them. There was blocks, neighborhoods. I mean, entire zip codes, it seemed like, were filled with them. So I'm glad those times are past because when there's that many foreclosures, it really drags the price of the market down, uh, drags those neighborhoods down where there's uh, you know a lot of foreclosures, a lot of distressed real estate. So I'm glad to see there's not an influx of foreclosures currently, but there's always good opportunity. So, uh, you know, finding foreclosures is real easy. And um, most of them are, you know, listed on the MLS, the multiple listing exchange, with a broker. Uh, banks aren't stupid. They, they list their property with a broker to get maximum exposure and to sell it as quickly as possible. Now, to get these foreclosures before anybody else from the asset managers to get the first crack at them. And I'm just going to tell you, this doesn't always work um, because, you know, the bank wants to get the highest, best price. So usually what they do is they will list them and put them out on the market for a week and see what kind of response they get. Um, You know, it can be, depending on the bank, will depend on that timeline. It could be a week, it could be 10 days. Some banks use the strategy of marking them so low just to give you an example, so they'll list them for like a hundred grand, 
when they know they can sell them for 140,000. Okay? So those, you know, go into a bidding war and then someone ends up paying $145,000 for a property that myself as an investor wouldn't pay uh, or would pay top out at 120. So there's some banks who use that strategy. There's other banks who tr- who would list it for 145,000 and then we'll take an offer for 120,000. So there's different strategies depending on the bank and their asset management department and uh, how they allocate you know their sales part, their sales force to get it, get it off the books, if you will. So to find foreclosures, uh, if you're going to banks and talking to banks, the big banks, there's no use in doing that anymore. Uh, those days are are kind of gone, I think, and I don't think they're ever going to come back. Uh, I think they just, you know, they immediately list them, they get them on the market, uh, and they're not going to. Even if you did uh, contact them and said, hey, you know, listen, I want to buy. You know, any foreclosures you have coming up, I want the first crack at them. Well, the big banks aren't going to let you do that. They're just going to gonna list them. They want the highest, best price, so they want maximum exposure. That maximum exposure means listing the property with a broker. So the big banks, your Wells Fargo, your Bank of America, stuff like that, don't, uh, don't even bother. But, uh, you know, just, just look for foreclosures. Keep your eye on that property. And then, you know, make sure and let them know that you want to make an offer. Find out who the broker is and then make your offer. Um, You know, and finding those brokers isn't hard. If you find out that B of A, Bank of America, is foreclosing on 123 Main Street, you contact B of A and you say, hey, listen, I know you're foreclosing on this property. How can I put in an offer? And they'll let you know. They'll say, you know, John Smith is our broker at uh, ABC Realty and his number is here and then you can go ahead and submit your offer now a great way to go with reos is those brokers that work with these bigger banks end up becoming friends of yours this is what you want to do you want to make them friends because you want them to bring you all of their product and there's usually brokers that control uh, a sizable amount of the foreclosures in your area. So, you know, great way to go. Get in there with those specific uh, real estate brokers, you know, and you'll find them as you're doing business with these bigger banks, finding out about their foreclosures, and you're going to end up starting to put in offers with those brokers and have them contact you as soon as they get a new, a fresh new lead from one of their banks or seven fresh you know, foreclosures from Bank of America or three fresh foreclosures from Wells Fargo, and then you can put an immediate offer in with them. And that is a great way to do foreclosures with the bigger banks. With the smaller banks, what you want to do, like your community bank, your um, federal credit union, your uh, smaller credit unions, uh, labor credit unions, what have you, is you want to go in and make their acquaintance. Get to know them. Get to know the asset manager and say, listen, you know, when you have stuff coming up, would you mind letting me know? And I would like to make an offer on all of your foreclosures and establish that relationship. And that is a great way to get a really, really good leads. And you can basically, you know, if you give them the money they want for their foreclosures, you can cut out the middleman, which is a broker. Uh, so a great way to go, a great way to save 6% and get first crack at it before it even gets listed because those smaller banks will take your money without listing it. 
So two really good strategies here. You know, the bigger banks, finding out who that broker is, and then, you know, getting on board with that broker, making friends, and then say, you know, really getting on board, getting in tight with that person, and making offers on all their properties, and then performing well. The kicker here is to establish a relationship, establish your credibility, and then maintain that relationship, maintain that credibility. Do what you say, say what you do, and they'll bring you endless amounts of leads that you can make offers on and make a ton of money flipping foreclosures. So REOs, great way, one of the most popular, if not the most popular way of making money as a rehabber, a fix and flipper, or even a developer. I mean, uh, we, we buy development land uh, that can be or is being developed, uh, you know, out of foreclosure. And it's uh, incredible. I've done more deals that are foreclosure related than any other deal making strategy and probably more than all combined. So foreclosure is probably the number one way to make money in distressed real estate.